1: Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Time now for the Six Rings Postgame Show, breaking down everything Patriots. Now here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI.
2: Hour number three of the Six Rings Postgame Show here on Boston Sports Original ninety three point seven FM WEEI. Patriots win fifteen to ten. Hardly one of those wins you'll be re-watching this week, celebrating with your friends, cracking a cold one, too, or telling the grandkids about. But at least the Patriots got a win in September, avoided being on the schneid to start the season, didn't go 0-3. We don't have to deal with people questioning Bill Belichick, at least for this week as well. But plenty of other questions remain, Andy. Back to the phones we go real quick before we check in with our guy. Christian Foye, let's go to, okay, here's an interesting, we have two ones I want to get to real quick, um, kind of pro and anti-MAC. This is still the state of Patriots Nation. Jesse in New Bedford, down near you, Andrew. What's up, Jesse?
3: Hey, what's going on, guys? You know, you listen, everybody just needs to, you know, this the, the, the magic ever is so small, so we concentrate in every little thing, which that makes it hopeless for a Patriot. And if you don't like, I think a lot of people just dislike Mac, so they just go right to, right to oh, he sucks, he sucks. But l- let me take you back. First of all, last game, okay. he had a lot of playmaking plays with his legs. The one to Hunter Henry in the end zone, he threw a cross to the juju, he scrambled for 20 yards. Where we on Twitter, they had him clocked at 19.74 miles per hour. I know that means nothing, but that, hey, he's not slow. And then today, the first half, he played as good as a half as you can play against a top-five defense in the league. Uh, I think he converted three big third downs. One of them was towards the end of the game. It was a third and 15 by no help of his offensive line. uh, Threw a, a dime, to Parker. All I'm saying is this guy makes plays. Could it be better? Of course. But he's playing against a great defense with no third of a run game besides today. It's pouring rain out. These bad coaching decisions, no number one receivers, and this kid hangs in there, uh, takes hit after hit, gets up, and keeps playing. I think he's – I still think he's a franchise quarterback. Give him a number one weapon, and we'll see if he can do. And as far as that dirty play stuff, it's all, to me it's all uh, media narrative driven because Bur- uh, Burrow did the same play on Marcus Jones. That play that uh, uh, they said Mac went low during the pick. Burrow did the same thing to Marcus Jones. You don't hear a peep about it. The media plays a lot of favorites. Here's another one. Let's concentrate on our franchise quarterback. Let's get behind him for a change. Thanks, guys.
2: Hey, Jesse New Bedford with a, a hearty, full-throated defense of Patriots third-year quarterback Mac Jones. Andy, agree or disagree? Uh,
4: I love the passion from Jesse, mm-hmm. and I love the fact that the people that hate Mac Jones can't see the good, and the people that like Mac Jones can't see the bad. Jesse was just all in on Mac Jones. You know, played great in the first half. He did run really well last week. I thought he moved last week better than he has in his entire career. Um, it's so polarizing. It's it's just like politics or any of these other, like, polarizing issues where one side can't see the other side in modern culture. I'm still where I've always been. I think Mac is a middle-of-the-road quarterback. I don't think he'll mm-hmm. ever be great. I don't think he'll ever be terrible. I think if he wants to play in the league for 10, 12, 15 years, he probably can. I don't think he'll ever be a franchise quarterback that you win because of. I'm still very much in the middle, but it amazes me the polarity of this issue. The love and the hate, right? The black and the white. He sucks. He's great. He doesn't
2: suck, and he's not great. He's in the middle somewhere. That's the thing. Like he's At times, he looked excellent today. At times, he looked highly effective and efficient, and at times it just wasn't there. Again, I still happen to think that it's in large part. I think Mac Jones, you know, when surrounded by a good line and quality weapons, like NFL grade weapons, we're not talking about the weaponry Tom Brady had when he went to the Super Bowl a couple of a couple of years ago. I mean, I'm just talking about, like, having at least an elite wide receiver to throw to or an all-world tight end, an offensive line. Maybe this is the offensive line we'll stick with. Who knows? He may have a different starting five protecting for him next week in Dallas. We shall see. One thing I do know, Andy, is that joining us right now on the Harbor One Hotline, our guy, the uh the foyer if you will in Gresham Fourier middays here on WE. yeah this guy's been all over the place recently he was in New York Friday doing some studio analysis for college football and now he's on WBZ and here he joins us on the six rings post game show on the harbor one hotline it's two-time Super Bowl champion Christian Fourier Christian how are you
5: good hello boy so quickly look, is one thing that I just want to uh, kind of comment on real quickly you guys are talking to like, somebody was talking about a schedule and how it's tough and it's really hard you really shouldn't judge a schedule until after the season is over right I mean like Mm -hmm. the whole like preconceived idea that uh, you know Dallas is going to be good uh, you know Giants are going to be good or whatever like there's so many injuries and at key positions for everybody it suddenly makes and what was you know normally thought of as a really challenging schedule suddenly like The Giants don't, the Giants look toothless. You know, the Dallas, they just lost one of their main cover guys. And who the hell hell knows what's what's possible? But the schedule thing always used to bug me because you have no idea how good a team is going to be until after you see all their games at the end. Then you can say, wow, the Patriots had a really easy schedule to get to the playoffs as opposed to a tough one, which everyone thinks it is right now.
4: Yeah, but we do have to do radio right now and talk about the future games right now. We can't just wait until they're over and everybody's hurt. The good thing I'm just for the saying, Patriots, good it's, it's trap. Good, good thing for the Patriots is they don't have a lot of star players, so they can't lose a lot of key
5: star players to injury. Right?
4: Oh, oh, oh
5: no, snarky. no, but a <laughs> oh. couple things. The uh, Farrell Brown's a star now. He's a, he's like Kyle Brady 2.0. Oh, Look how big that they guy. won't be able
2: he to keep it. the jersey in stock at the pro shop.
4: <laughs> I heard he's Christian Fourier 2.0, scorier ah. kind of guy, playmaker.
5: Hey. I tell you what, listen, talk about a wide open reception. I'll take it. The other thing that I thought that I thought was, um, was really impressed, I was really impressed with, mm-hmm. was Mac Jones. And you just had a caller call up about his poise in the pocket I, his his greatest asset that you hear all the other players talk about which i kind of dismiss because i feel like they're just grandstanding and in, in to compliment him is his willingness to literally stay in there and take a hit he's just kind of dopey that way as opposed <laughs> to the other guy in this game who was so reckless and so chaotic and just has no awareness whatsoever mac I thought was really good. They were eight, 8 of 19 on third down. Jets were 2 of 14. I thought some of the throws that he made when they were blitzing, or even when they weren't blitzing, but just when a guy got free, which happens a lot with this offensive line, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was great. I don't think he get enough credit. Um, so you're anyway, on Mack Island, okay. I've always been there. I I never thought he was like this game-changing savant of a, you know, like the next Tom Brady, but he's more than serviceable in the NFL. And every coach that I talk to, when I say, hey, what are the three most important things you want in just a football player, regardless of position? And they all the first thing is always toughness. Always toughness because they just they, – you have to be willing to play hurt. You have to be willing to accept the challenge and to, to not turn it down. And then, of course, it's, you know – Uh, your skills, and and your knowledge, your overall smarts. But I think most of these guys would take toughness over anything. Like, I could take a meathead and be like, yo, here's the ball. Just go run ahead. Yeah, but there's people there. Doesn't matter. Just run through them. Got it, boss. Like, I'll take that guy nine times out of ten. Because I know he's not going to turn it down. And at least I can build some sort of identity with toughness, you know, if I don't have anything else.
4: So, so, Christian, you're all in on Mac, which I think that's fair, fine. you. I mean, I think a lot of people have chosen sides in this debate, and they're st- digging in their heels on it. But where, from the rest of the offense, I continue to ask, is the playmaking spark or energy going to come from? Because I think they are uh, grossly lacking in that area today, and really just in general.
5: Well, I think you kind of – kind of a little taste of it. Now, they're not going to score 70 points. That's not who they are. So they suit up three tight ends. Most teams don't have three tight ends in their tight end room. They suited all three of them up, which tells me, like, where they want to attack, right? Like, I feel like they're going to keep their tight ends on the field, even in, like, a two-minute situation. They're going to run the ball as much as possible. And it's boring, but they just say, don't turn it over and we'll win. You know, hey, listen, just don't make any – it's the same mantra. I don't think anything has changed, but the the faces have changed a little bit. But I don't think what they want to do is any different than it's ever been, like ever. And is Kendrick Bourne a world beater? No. Is Gasecki like, uh, you know, Gronk not even close? You know, do I think Devontae Parker could use, like, you know, a time machine to go back four years and get some speed and <laughs> some leap ability? <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. You know, but they have enough. To be in the conversation, and that's where I would say it. Like they, they should be in the conversation. Whether they will take the next step, I think you know, remains to be seen. Um, and they still need a ton of work, like a ton of work. But the fact that they escaped being zero and three, I think, is r- miraculous. Because I had them losing today.
2: Yeah, Christian. Just think though, your phone lines would have been jammed from ten a to one fifty five p Monday through Friday if they had lost today, that would have been necessarily, or probably would have been better for content purposes, if you will. But obviously it's not better for rooting purposes. I agree with you that the Patriots will either, they'll neither blow a team out all season, unless that team just, you know, gives the ball away five times, nor will they get blown out all season. And so what we've been going over is trying to wonder or figure out who that someone is that can step up and carry the offense or propel them to the next level. Because it seems like, there is enough to be competitive and be in every game, despite some of our callers earlier saying Bill O'Brien should be fired three weeks into the season.
5: Yeah, it's funny. So last week, after uh, after the Miami game, or uh, maybe it was with uh, maybe it was with Mego and Jones. You know, he talked about he made a point to say, you know, most games in the NFL, like ninety percent of the games in the NFL, uh, come down to one possession or more, like. NFL reference, like, Bill gave him that stat. Bill talked to him about that stat. So what, what I get from that is one-on-one conversations with Mac about ball security, and how if you just keep it close, you'll always have a chance, right? Mm-hmm. Our special teams are good. Our defense is good. Like, you just have to take care of the football, which means, you know, bailing on a throw that you maybe would have tried to, you know, you know thread the needle on. We don't need that. We just want to stay – close, and I think that is the message that Bill is undoubtedly sending his quarterback and his team. Look at this, because this is what he would do. Look at the stats. Here's what the chart says, just so you guys believe me. Blah, 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 close games. Here's the stats, here's, and here's the reasons why. I heard him talking about it pregame. Again, the same stupid stat, and everybody dismisses it, and it ultimately is the most important number. It's turnovers, and then it's points in any situation. So, I don't know, I just feel like that's kind of the way it's going to be. They're just going to be, you know, pulling that wagon, right, and just kind of pulling it through the mud and the muck and just making sure everybody's at least pulling it without a crappy attitude, which I don't think anyone has this year.
4: Do you think there is a – because that is something I, I always follow with these teams. I think both of these teams face a challenge in that I think they both have really good defenses, the Jets and the Patriots, and they have offenses that are either putrid with Zach Wilson or trying to find itself in New England. Have you ever been on a team where you got that offense-defense divide? Do you ever think that's a concern, finger-pointing, where one side feels like they're doing their job week in, week out, and the other side isn't?
5: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I'd probably say out of 13 years, probably seven of those had some sort of dissension in the ranks where there was like a legit split squad. You guys are making us work more than we should. Like, Yelling at us when we come off the field, uh, you know, with like, you know, with obvious, like, you know, irritation because they had to go back out there and save our ass and bail us out. Um, That's a real thing. I don't think it's I don't think they have it on this team. I think the defense knows that they're going to have to save them. Like, I'm sure the offense doesn't want the defense to bail them out like they did again today. Like, think about it again. They had the ball back. How many different times did the Jets get an opportunity to try and make a play? Sure as hell, it came down to the hail mary. Yeah, because off the offense could close yes. them out. Yeah, they the, the they Patriots could close them out.
2: That's the thing. The, the, it's not about the killer instinct. I'm sure they have it. It's just that there's nobody that can get them across the finish line of icing the game when you need to rely on a playmaker. There, there's no big guy. There's no downfield target. There's no third down quick twitch somebody to just get open and make a play. Uh, you know, and, and they gave the ball back to the Jets multiple times in the back end of the fourth quarter, almost begging for trouble. Uh, I, it's a, it's an issue that they're going to have to continue to work on. And, uh, go ahead, please.
5: And, and I will say this before I know you guys got to go. You won't ever believe it. And this is so like grade school, like kind of message. You won't ever believe it until you actually do it. Like they don't believe there's no faith in them. I don't think that they can actually do it because they – in three games now, they haven't been able to score to either tie it or win the game against the first two games. And then in this game, they couldn't close it out. Yep. So that, that is something they need to physically work on and talk about more. And that's it for me today.
2: That's our big one to grow on right there. Christian, I can't let you go, though, without asking the question the entire audience is dying to know the answer to. As a handsome tight end in the NFL, did you ever have a pop star making a special request to watch a game from your luxury box at Gillette Stadium?
5: No, I did not, and I was thinking about this. This is how narcissist, n- narcissistic that Travis Kelsey is. My personal like theory, and I think Andy will appreciate this, mm-hmm. is that he is only doing this, knowing that he's going to break. They're going to break up because they will break up. Yes, and then she will write a song about him. Yeah, yeah. She will write yeah. a song about him, and then he's just curious to know uh, her perception of him, really, because it will only really come out in a song. That's my I take it. on that.
4: I love it. And he embraces the spotlight and he wants the attention, all these new commercials and these things he's doing with Mahomes. I love it. Christian Fourier nailed it.
2: And yeah, honestly, Christian, I can't see enough tweets and memes about how Jackson Mahomes right now must be losing his mind that he is shut out of Taylor <laughs> Swift. <laughs> Cause that guy, sucks.
0: I know no, Oh, that's funny stuff. Uh, All right, well, we'll
2: make sure we tune in tomorrow. 10 to 2 p to Grecian Foyer. I know you guys have Hunter Henry on around noon. Anyone else joining the show tomorrow?
5: It's usually Judon. Judon. Ooh, good get. Big safety. Yeah. Yeah, good play. Good play. Good player. All
2: right, buddy, enjoy your ride home. Enjoy the night. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for calling in. Christian Foyer from Grecian Foyer joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. Oh, man, the clock. The schedule, everything's been all gunked up today. We've had Red Sox rain delays, late calls, crazy people calling for Bill O'Brien's job, the Mac referendum. We've still got so much more to get to, including a while, another week where it's like, go home, NFL, you're drunk because the scores are all over the place. And we'll try to catch him up right now with you and Joe Braverman, who's trending at the moment.
4: Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI.
6: Patriots are grinders as they get their first win of the season with a 15-10 victory over the New York Jets. The Lone Pats touchdown came from Farrow Brown, who caught a 58-yard touchdown reception from Mac Jones. Mack finished 15 of 29 for 201 yards and a touchdown. The defense, meanwhile, held New York to only 171 total yards with Zach Wilson going 18 for 36 for 157 yards. The Pats now move to 1-2. and two. They'll take that record into Week 4 next week as they once again are on the road when they head to Jerry's World to take on the Dallas Cowboys at 4:25. Other notable action around the NFL for Week 3, the Dolphins put up a whopping 70 points on the Denver Broncos to win at home 70-20. The Indianapolis Colts upset the Ravens, knocking them off in overtime 22-19 on Matt Gay's game-winning 53-yard field goal. And another upset in the NFL as the Texans go on the road to upset the Jaguars 37-17. In baseball, the Red Sox had their series finale with the White Sox shortened by rain, making it a 3-2 loss In six innings, William Abreu and Adam Duvall hit home runs, but Cutter Crawford allowed all three runs over five and a third innings. The Sox will have the day off tomorrow before playing their last two home games of the season at Fenway against the Tampa Bay Rays, kicking off on Tuesday. And the Bruins are back in action to kick off their preseason at the TD Garden. They're taking on the New York Rangers. The score currently is one to nothing after one period with a power play goal from Matthew Poitras. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails
1: download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollars per order additional terms apply now with the mlb app you can get baseball your way
6: Got Brown, Faro Brown stretches out, and it's a touchdown. New England. Wow.
5: Back-to-back monster plays. A great play fake and call,
4: and this was almost a miss. A line defense in some ways.
5: Nobody covering the deep third. In some ways. The personnel in the alignment made it very difficult I think there's a possibility Sauce Gardner might have needed to be back A little further But you can't have this many He is in
4: Yeah, no question And
5: Whitehead
2: No doubt the play of the game today Farrow Brown Who? That's right Patriots third tight end, Farrow Brown, who joined the team after the final cutdown, He was released by the Colts, joined the Patriots before the kickoff game. Two catches, 71 yards, leading receiver, sole touchdown scorer for the Patriots. Definitely the play of the game today. Uh, Andy, good news, though. He is available in 100% of Fantasy League. So if you're thinking about jumping in <laughs> and placing a claim on him in the Rich Key Fantasy League or wherever you might play pretend fantasy-style football, he is available. He'll probably be way overclaimed this week because people are like, oh, my God, somebody scored a touchdown for the Pats! This guy must be money in the bank. It's Fitzy and Hart with producer Joe Braverman here on the Six Rings Postgame Show. We've already heard from Mike Cadlick on his way back from Jet Life Stadium, our beat reporter for WEI.com. We've spoken with Christian Fourier, who just joined the program moments ago. If you missed any of those segments and want to catch up with the program, you can always use weei.com or rewind on the Odyssey app. And, hey, why not throw a subscription? Yeah, Smash that subscribe button, bro, for the Six Rings game show and the Six Rings and Football Things podcast, and you can catch up on everything in the wide world of Patriots Talk. Back to the phones we go. Bill is in Newton, and he's not too happy with his Patriots. Hi, Bill.
0: Listen, listen, For, what Fourier doesn't understand is he spends like that whole time talking about how awesome Mac was and all the great things he did in the first half. And if the other team had even Andy Dalton as the quarterback, they would have won the football game today. That's what Fourier and guys like Gresh, whose head is so far up his ass with this kid, don't understand is that. They're not winning these games with Mac Jones because they can't move the ball on offense against anybody that resembles a good team. So, yeah, you know, Mac, super nice guy, average QB. Maybe you could win eight or nine games with him. That's all you're going to get, Fitzy. That's it. I mean, 15 to 10 against the Jets. Are you kidding me?
2: You know, Bill, I hate to say it, but This does reek a little bit of how the Patriots won football games last year with the offensive confusion and the reverse-engineered play calling from Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, and company. What did the Patriots do last year, guys? They took advantage of bad quarterbacks, squeaked out wins, occasionally dominated them, and then when it came, and then when it came to the good teams with the elite quarterbacks, the Pats would hang around but find a way to lose.
0: Fitzy, I actually think, you know, people want to throw Belichick under the bus and say get rid of him. This is the type of game that Belichick wins you because his game plan mm-hmm. kept the ball essentially out of Mac's hands to not make turnovers. I'm not saying that Mac can't throw it, but I'm just saying all he cared about was not getting. I mean, the offense didn't take a snap in the red zone. The only touchdown they caught was a fluke to a triple backup tight end on a, a blown coverage. This, I mean, people really feel good about this win. Deep down inside, it's the Jets are really bad. I mean, Zach Wilson could be the worst quarterback I've ever seen in my life. I think we all agree with that. And well, I think Na- Nathan is Peterman
2: fine. would like but to win. I don't a think
0: word. they're winning anything. Yeah. Uh, all right, fine. And maybe J.P. Loseman. But after that, it's friggin' <laughs> uh, Zach Wilson. All right, I love you, buddy.
2: Thank you, Bill. I appreciate the call. Thanks very much. I don't
6: know. I said Nathan Peterman could win this game on Twitter. Oh, my God. I said he is could. Is this what it's, I mean, honestly,
2: Joe, Andy, is this what it's come down to? I yes. mean, like, again, I keep seeing tweets from people, people I follow, people whose opinions and analysis and level headedness I respect, saying, what is it, what will ever make Pats fans happy again? You know, well, obviously, another six Super Bowls would be nice. Uh, time machine would be good. But in absence of all of that, you know, how, co- what, typical Patriots, you know, uh, complaining after a loss, now complaining after a win. Are we being Andy? Are we being ingrates? Are we being obnoxious? Are we being typical Boston media or are we just pointing out that they're doing what they did last year, which was beating up on a crappy quarterback, not icing a game they should have been able to win by 25 and setting themselves up for future frustration against better teams? Um
4: n- no, the reality is they are 0 and 2 against good quarterbacks this year and 1 and 0 against bad quarterbacks. Same quarterback that last year Allowed them to win two games against the Jets, and everybody thought the story mm-hmm. was going to be different this year because it was going to be Aaron Rodgers, but it wasn't. After four plays, it's Zach Wilson for now, um, and we'll see. They have maybe it'll fall into place. This Derek Carr thing is he hurt? Is he not hurt? How many weeks is he going to miss? Sounds like he avoided a major injury. Now that he's been to the hospital in Green Bay, but um, last year they had a, a laughing stock. Whatever the opposite of Murderer's Row is, some of the quarterbacks they skipped row. Faced. Yeah, Yeah, skid row quarterbacks that they faced. You're not going to get that. Barring, sorry, Christian, maybe you will get that. Maybe every single quarterback they face will get hurt in the coming weeks. That's a possibility. But on paper, at least, you face much better quarterbacks most of the season than you did a lot of last season. And that's where a lot of people talked about, oh, they could be just as – I mean, they could be a much better team this year, defensively and offensively, and still not have a better record, maybe have a worse record because the schedule, the quarterbacks, the challenges – we're going to be greater. But in general, I think people are torn. Patriot Nation is torn apart. They don't know whether this is a good team or a bad team, mediocre team. They don't know whether this is a good quarterback or a bad quarterback or a mediocre quarterback. They don't know how long Bill's around for. They don't know if Bill's still good at his job. Like, there's all these issues within Patriot Nation that are just tearing the hell out of it, tearing it apart. And that's what you're seeing. It was, it was so easy forever because everybody was on the same page. The team was good. Bill was good. Brady was good. You were going to win. We're going to win a lot of games. Like You kind of knew the narrative, the storyline. You knew your path through the fall. This path is either questionable or if you think it's bad, you're already complaining that you think you're going down a bad path.
2: I dare say that with all the time that we spend on the radio, doing podcasts, post-game shows, and beyond, that might be the sharpest and most agreeable analysis that you've provided about the New England Patriots, the current state of affairs in Foxborough, and where we are as coverage, media, and fandom alike. I've been banging the same drum for a year and a half now about the, the chasm, the mini-civil wars, the fracture in Patriots Nation. I, I just think people don't know how to feel because it was so direct and so obvious and so dynamic and so dynamite for so long. The dominance is removed now, and the Patriots are, you know, what did we call it, the middle meh? They're scrapping with everyone else in the middle yep. to try to eke their way into the wild card or be semi-relevant. Uh, and it's just tough. Like, I want to love Mac Jones. I want to say that I think he can get the job done all the time. I see a lot of things to believe in, but then I see stuff that makes me think, God, what was he doing there? But then again, it's also, but who the hell was he throwing to? And what was Belichick thinking here? And, oh, that's a masterful move. Classic Belichick. And also... My God, has Belichick lost his fastball? Uh, the defense, the one thing I think we can hang our hat on is the fact that the defense is continuously solid to excellent at times. A few head-scratchers along the way, but when you spend as much time on the field as they have had to over the past couple of years, and when so much is asked of them, a lot is given, but you can't ask everything of this team defensively. Otherwise, you'll be setting yourself up for failure. And it's just frustrating. I think its It's okay to admit... Hi, I'm a Patriots fan. I don't know how to feel, aside from the fact that I seem to be more frustrated than not these days. Uh, you know, I, I see a lot of things to, to believe in. I also see a lot of things that have me scratching my head. The thing that you pointed out, Christian made mention of, and I, I mentioned earlier, I want to get back to. Things may actually sort of be breaking the Patriots' way right now as far as this most difficult schedule in the NFL goes. So they're 1-2 and two right now. The gauntlet of their opening four games concludes next week with a trip to Jerry World. 425 game in Dallas will be on live afterwards from 730 to 10 here on WEI with the Six Rings postgame show. Mark it down on your calendars. Google that crap up. Lock it in. So maybe now, Dallas, I'm not sure if you're going to get a frustrated Dallas team that's in a uh, little bit of a land war in Arizona right now as they go to the... Fourth quarter, the Cardinals are up 21-13 to 13 over the Cowboys. Maybe the Cowboys can be had. Maybe they're not as dominant as their first two weeks. Obviously, Trayvon Diggs gets injured this week, so they got a little bit shook up. Then you come home for the Saints. Well, now Derek Carr is hurt, so maybe they'll catch Jameis Winston. Now, he beat you two years ago, but remember that game, Andy. That was the John o. Smith bump set spike interception game where the Patriots beat themselves as much as the Saints happened to win that game. You then have to travel to Vegas. We'll see what they look like when they play the Steelers tonight on Sunday Night Football. You get the Bills, but then also you get Sam Howell and the Washington Commanders. They looked pretty, pretty, pretty terrible today. I think the Buffalo fantasy defense had 40 points. Sam Howell threw four interceptions. Maybe things, the long and short of it is, Andy, I think maybe things may be breaking the right way for the Patriots to stay at 500 or maybe just a little bit above there into the first half of the season where we're supposed to get to know the team. But is that really going to be good enough against Miami when you face them a second time right before Halloween? Against Buffalo, against teams that are likely playoff teams, the teams you really need to get a signature win against so you can believe in yourself and believe that you can get the job done when it matters most.
4: And, you know, it depends on when you're talking, when you're like Buffalo, are they dead and buried? Is the window closed or how, how are they doing?
2: They look a little better than we thought.
4: <laughs> See, so there's some pros and cons, and I think that's Christian's point too. There's gonna be those ebbs and flows, not only with your team, but with your opposition. Like, I, I'm not sure it's a good thing for the Cowboys to get upset this week. Because what are the chances they get upset two weeks in a row? Like they may be frothing at the mouth, who knows? Um, but this is that early season feeling out process we have as fans and media, like trying to figure out who's good, who's bad, who's having a breakout year, which rookies change team. Like, there's so much of that, and it's why the NFL is great. It's why it's so much fun. You know, you had a New York game today that's 15-10 and kind of a crap fest, and then you have Mm -hmm. a 70-point game elsewhere across (laughs) the league. And it's like I saw Andrew Callahan tweet something like, um, are the Dolphins and the Patriots-Jets, are they all playing the same football game? Because it's very different. Like, they had 750 yards of of offense. And also,
2: real quick, uh, sorry to interrupt Uh, Yeah, 70 points, 726 yards offense against the Denver Broncos, who last week did give up 35 to those same commanders that scored zero points today against Buffalo, I believe. But uh, how about this? Mike McDaniel, in a bit of a pro move, had a chance to kick a field goal at the end of the game to set the all-time record for points scored by an NFL team and out of deference, if you will, to Sean Payton and to just not be a dink, he took a knee at the end of the game. (laughs) What would you have done?
4: No, I, I would well I wouldn't have scored seventy. I didn't watch how exactly how that game played out, but I think it's hard to to score seventy um, if you call the dogs off. That's a I've never seen it. I don't, when was the last time we saw seventy,
2: dude? Like, I think the highest scoring team prior to today by the Dolphins was when the Patriots beat the was- then Washington Redskins with Christian Fourier no less fifty six to seven in two thousand yeah. and seven. And was the last time we saw a point total that high. Seventy points is really difficult to score. In the yeah. pros, it almost looked like the the mosterts in the hills of the world weren't even trying to score, and Denver just went into full surrender mode. Which, by the way,
4: karma coming around and biting Sean Payton in the ass for all those comments about Nathaniel Hackett Ooh. and the worst coaching job in the history of the NFL. You just gave up seventy points, buddy. Maybe you should focus on. By your the own way, coaching. the
6: most points that was scored recently, uh, the last time was uh, the Saints sixty two to seven over the Falcons in two thousand eleven. Oh, that's karma coming back for old that's Sean Payton, huh? That's a long Wait, time. Ago. Was
2: 2011 the Dennis Allen year where he had to fill in, though?
6: No, <laughs> no, I believe that was the year after. Okay, so, so Sean Payton, the last one, go scorched earth like the 07
5: Patriots. They want to How score against like everybody.
4: That. But it's it's the re- the NFL is. I mean, it's a king. It's king for a reason in terms of live sports, entertainment, the whole thing. And these are. These are the reasons why. Like, you have a Patriots game that was kind of a crappy game in some ways, mm-hmm. entertainment wise, but it, that comes down to a Hail Mary that, you know, was on the fingertips of being a miraculous ending. And then you have these 70 point affairs where the Dolphins are just playing video game numbers. Like, it's a freaking Madden game, and you
2: got it on whatever the easy mode is called. Like, it, oh, yeah. And then you've amazing. got upsets all over the place. Like, how, like, Jacksonville upsets, excuse me, rather, Houston goes into Jacksonville yep. and upsets the AFC South favorite. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, Tra- uh, Trevor Lawrence plays another, another bad game that's two weeks in a Stinker. row. people. Thanks for offense. knocking me
6: out of my survivor pool. Oh,
2: a lot of people probably got knocked out with that one. Uh, but Houston had been on the better side of that rivalry the last several years. I think people sort of slept on history uh, in that one. And how about the Indianapolis Colts? Shocking the Baltimore Ravens, 22-19. I mean, the NFL... Oh, no. Wait,
4: but- Fitzy, that's my feel-good opponent. The Colts are upsetting people? Patriots yep. are never going to have a feel-good game in Germany if the Colts put up a fight. Oh, no. Boy,
6: <laughs> no more Not with news. Minshew Mania back in the draft. I told you, you that's, my that well. that's my guy. That's my
4: guy.
2: He ran out the back of the end zone. He, pr- he pulled an Orlovsky. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. You'll only hear about that one all week long. And then, of course, when Dan Orlovsky joins, the afternoon show with Jones, Mago, and Arkan later this week on WEI. So stay tuned. 617 779 7937 There's your phone number when we come back time for everybody's favorite segment that's right it's thumbs up and thumbs down with andy hart who got it done and who's probably done we'll hear about all that and so much more we're with you till 7 25 p.m at which point we throw it to westwood one for their coverage of sunday night football stillers at the raiders this is the six rings Post Game show on wei everyone has marked it down on their calendar next sunday's broncos bears game Ooh boy That's going to be a barn burner, huh? Uh Uh-oh, Travis Kelsey also scored a touchdown, and there's Taylor Swift in the box. Oh, she just dropped an LFG. Did you see that, Andy? No, 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 that's not important.
4: The LFG was great. You know how we were joking around a little bit earlier that you had to tiptoe through the conversation of where she was and Travis Kelsey and all those things? Uh, Uh After the Travis Kelsey touchdown, Fox Sports NFL, the official count of Fox Sports, retains uh, tweets the video of it showing taylor swift with mrs kelsey in the box touchdown travis kelsey taylor loves it in the box
6: <laughs> i'm just
4: reading the tweet i'm just wait, reading the tweet wait, from fox
6: andy sports. you are getting me very close to that dump button heart emoji and then wait, a little sideways wait, is smile it
2: at fox sports or fox sports hold on fox sports nfl at nfl on fox hold on wait
4: nfl on fox Touchdown, Travis Kelsey. Hold on, wait. Tremendous. Where is it? It's the tweet. Andy, how dare you would go that route? (laughs) I didn't do anything. Fox did it.
5: Fox did it, not me.
4: I did nothing. I am just reading a tweet from the official gold checkmark of NFL on Fox. (gasps) It's the tweet of the year, though, right? I just literally retweeted it with inadvertent tweet of the year. It's the no, no. That's intentional. That's intentional. No, you cannot. Yes, that's intentional because it's it's a way you can. Oh, I didn't know I wasn't. It's a double entendre. You have an out. That's why it's yeah, so but good. You can't it's not fireable. That. Yes, you can. Where well, is some- she?
2: <laughs> In the luxury box.
4: And how does she feel about the event? She seems to be loving it. She loves it. So it's all factually accurate. I,
6: I, you it's can, your dirty mind that took it that way. Oh, no, no it's, it's not. not my
4: dirty mind. Everybody no, it's, took it. It's that everyone's
6: way. dirty mind
4: yes all human beings all men all mature women well not everybody. every dirty mind has their own six rings postgame show like any that's Hart. okay i l- i am now a big fan of uh at nfl oh, wow. on fox great yep. count gonna have you to start following throw. that better
2: i'm looking at all of the quote tweets right now tweet of the year from you tweet of awesome. the year from me nick cattle's awesome. uh what did fox just tweet awesome <laughs> go birds go account wrote i'll bet she does <laughs> <laughs> see it's tremendous <laughs> Bring on the dancing horses. Excuse me. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Rich Keith uh, would
4: enjoy that. I hope he sees that.
2: Uh, at Eric Hank Henkel, Eric Henkel's Fox Sports, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> no, don't. Why Run would you it. word it that way? Whoever runs this account is choosing violence this evening. <laughs> oh my God. That is just oh, this is unbelievable. I'm sure she does. I'm sure she does. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> See, this Sunday was okay. You know what? Finally. Somebody, it's somebody brought some joy to this day. I yes, we understand the Patriots won. Yes, that we should be celebrating the fact that they got off the schneid. They avoided going oh in September. They avoided their worst start since the year two thousand. They avoided making Boston sports radio more insufferable to listen to and take part in this particular week. But sometimes, like you said, Andy, the NFL is king for various reasons and this is just one of them right there the ability to be able to that is just tremendous by the uh, way i also wanted to point this out um somebody tweeted out earlier times shown on the red zone channel today taylor swift three the jets offense one.
4: Oh well times patriots were in the red zone zero times zero. taylor swift shown but at least uh, also wanted to stick with if we're noting uh twitter um from yep post game and what was going on Mm -hmm. trying to find the exact tweet now because uh i'm pretty
6: i've got one from facebook while you're filling time they posted the 70 to 20 win for the dolphins and it says the state of colorado hasn't witnessed a beat down that bad since 24 hours ago
2: wow yeah boy the shine came off coach prime real quick everybody i mean when you go into a game a 21 and a half point underdog there's a reason I just thought they would have been able to score before it was forty-two to nothing.
4: See, that didn't surprise me. They were so overhyped; it wasn't funny. Um, now yeah, I have I to mean, take it back. I believe the Patriots have taken it down. Let me double check because they were Fox? having some. No, the Patriots. The Patriots had a very good tweet that I. It appears they have taken down.
2: Oh, was it the "Do your job"? Will that do? Was it the one where they took a shot at? Uh, oh Bunch? no, it's
4: still okay. Yeah, do your job. Is that good enough? Fine. Yeah, good, good for them. That, but that's not how they do social media. I love it. I love it, and that's why I retweeted I love, it and said yes. that I loved it. Um, yeah. Obviously, a reference to the Jets um, making fun of do your job, and that's not enough. you got to do more than your job and hard knocks and that whole crap mm-hmm. thing. Um, I love that they did that. I love that the Patriots did that. I wish there was more of that in all of sports and all of Twitter, but there's too many people that take themselves way too seriously.
2: Correct. Oh, Andy, we spent so much Fox, time. Fox, not actually. one of them, by the way. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Oh, good for you. You know what, Andy? Let's begin it with this. The first thumbs up today on the day goes outside the realm of the Patriots-Jets game. The ultimate thumbs up, the winner of the biggest thumb up today, goes to whoever commands at NFL on Fox for the Taylor Swift-Travis Kelsey tweet. Uh, Sorry, we were laughing about that too much. We didn't get to Andy's thumbs up and thumbs down on the game. We'll do that when we get back. We're going to try to stick to the clock, tidy things up. We'll do Andy's thumbs up, thumbs down, the Cars for Kids player of the game. A too early look at next week's game, Patriots at Cowboys, before we wrap up at 725 and throw it to Westwood One's coverage of Sunday Night Football. It's Fitzy, it's Hart, it's Braverman, it's Six Rings, and you here on WEEI.
0: Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates.
4: The Midwest League home run leader.